Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Get a Bucket Podcast. Episode 10, right, Kev? This is episode 10. Mm-hmm. Episode 10 is here. Excited. We got a lot to talk about because the last episode we did, we might as well have scrapped it because literally a bunch of stuff, <laughs> a bunch of craziness happened after that, Kev. So what's going on, bro? Man, chilling. It's been a cool week. This week kind of honestly went by kind of fast. I can't believe it's already Thursday, but. Yeah, been a whole bunch of good games on to be honest. I've been enjoying that kind of tired, but you know, we're here still, regardless. It don't matter, we're gonna get a bucket, regardless. Gonna get a bucket, and um, the story that hit right after we we kind of did our show was obviously Texas letting go of Chris Beard, and obviously, we know what happened, you know, him and his uh, his girlfriend, our fiance, and all that, and you know, Mm -hmm. they took a while to figure out. You know, they did their due diligence and they decided to let go of Chris Beard. And now Texas, who, who's having a pretty solid season, they just had a good win versus TCU, TCU team that we both like a lot, is now available. That job. And then they just, you know, and not too long ago, you know, Shaka was there and they let go of Shaka. So then just a few short years, I mean, <laughs> they're going on coach number three. You know, and Shaq is doing this thing out there in Marquette, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. he, uh, he, he died, you know, uh, he, uh, you know, um, he's doing a good job over there. And, uh, but now that Texas is, is available, we all know the, you know, how prestigious Texas is as a university, right? We know they are the top dogs. They got all the money in the world and all that. And we've seen how much money they poured into the football team and, and the basketball team. They take just as serious, you know, um, and and I think they're going to go after a big dog. Like, I think they're going after a big name. Uh, I just think because the job is, you know, they, they're in win. They want to win. They're, they're tired of all that, you know, um, seeing Baylor win and all these other teams win. Kansas, they want to win. And that's what they thought they were getting Chris Beard. And it looked like they were on their way. That looked like it was going to be that way. They were, they were, they were going to win. But obviously, he's no longer there. So now they have a vacancy. So, and I've heard some names 
and I just wanted to get your thoughts on some names and if they should go big as far as a hire or do they look for, you know, maybe a certain coach at Kansas State, you know, that I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's doing his thing out there, um, even though he's only been here for a short time. But mm-hmm. Texas is Texas. So it's not, you know, no disrespect Kansas State, but Texas is Texas. So, Kev, <laughs> give me your thoughts on the Texas job. Is it as good of a job as the name is? Is it as good of a job as the name is? And do they go after a big dog? And then give me some names. I honestly don't think it's as good as the name is. I think the brand and the support and the fan base, I think all that is great. But I do think, to me, Texas is kind of, I don't want to make this full comparison, but just a little bit. They're kind of like Indiana, where I feel like, I mean, obviously Texas hasn't had that rich history like Indiana has. But I just feel like they've been holding on to the past for forever. And they just have not really been able to figure out figure it out with, you know, they have Rick Barnes. You know, that was a successful stint. He got some players there. He brought them to life. You got to give him credit for that. But ever since then, it just feels like they've just been trying to get it right. They've just been trying to figure it out. And so me personally, I think it's a couple of different ways that can go. I'll start off by saying I don't think John Calipari is the answer. I, I stay If you're Texas, please stay away from that. I, I uh, promise yeah. y'all don't want no parts of that right now. So I'm, I'm scratching that off the list ASAP. I probably have four names for you. The first one is Royal Ivy, who, of course, went to Texas four years. Ooh, Royal Ivy. Okay. 2004. I haven't heard that name. Okay. Yeah, I believe he's an assistant. I want to say in Brooklyn right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, for yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one dude that would take a lot of pride in trying to bring Texas to national relevance when it comes to basketball. That's the first one. The second one is, I think when you were talking about Kansas State, you were alluding to Jerome Tang, but... Honestly, I would go get his assistant in Ulrich Malagy, who was actually coincidentally was on Chris Beer's staff last year in his first year at Texas. And then he left when Jerome Tang got the job at Kansas State. So now he's at Kansas State. And I think you look at Tommy Lloyd at Arizona, you look at Jerome Tang at Kansas State, like assistant coaches that have been a part of these successful programs, they're showing now that they can leave, be a head coach and go have success elsewhere. You know, because we all know, like, I've been saying that it, t- it takes more than one person. We love to give head coaches credit, but it takes more than one person up to build a program. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a village. Even another one, not not in the candidacy, but just for the assistant coaches, Dennis Gates. Dennis Gates left Florida State, and Florida State has not been the same since he left. And it sucks nah. to say that, but I'm just being honest. So I would go Royal Ivy, Ulrich Malagy, and then the last two ones are kind of maybe shots in the dark, but I will try and go get Bruce Pearl. I think Bruce Pearl – People don't really like Pearl. Like, I'm not a big fan of his either, but I can't admit that he is a good coach. And he's brought Auburn basketball to national relevance. Like, let's be honest, Auburn is a football school. We all know that. Oh, yeah. And there was literally no appeal to Auburn basketball whatsoever until Bruce Pearl got there. So he knows what it takes to build up a program. He literally just got them to the Final Four in 2019. So I think he will be fine at Texas. And then the last one, I wanted to say Eric Musselman. Um, but I just I don't, I've heard Musselman's name a few a few people have said Musselman's name. Yeah, but but, but me, Arkansas yeah. to me is a better like like we mentioned exactly. like the name. Exactly. I think Arkansas is a better job. Like te- mm-hmm. and like you like you really had it in the beginning. Like Texas, we know Texas, but it's not like that in basketball, mm-hmm. right? It's not as and even in football, like they fell off big time. And that's we keep trying to force Texas, and yep. it's like yo, like it ain't whatever y'all doing over there, y'all messing up because y'all should be like Texas should not ever be bad in exactly. basketball or football, but because they got all the money in the world. But it's like 
Arkansas is a better job right now. And he just look at who he recruited this year. Like obviously Nick Smith got hurt and all that, but he got a squad in Arkansas. And, like and even forget, with all the injuries, they they could still make a run. And don't forget, Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh are both from Texas. Yeah. So he, he took them, them from yeah, the state. He took them from you know, yeah. out of all the schools. You could have went to Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, whatever. Um, but again, I want to say must, but I'm not gonna say must. I'm gonna say Nate Oates. I think Nate Oates is a dude. I've heard Nate Oates. I've heard yeah, Nate Oates. I think you know what he's doing at Alabama, the same thing as Auburn. It's a football school. Nobody really cares about Alabama basketball until now because he made them care about it. So I think if you're Texas, you gotta go get a dude that just is young, you know you can keep for 10 and 20 years and you can just profit off of because right now, like you can't keep cycling through head coach, especially with all the talent. Like in Texas, it's a gold mine right now. Texas basketball has never been mm-hmm. this good as it is right now. They've had players, Chris Bosch, Jimmy Butler, whatever, whatever. You can go down the line. But, like, when it just comes to the high school talent that they're producing from the DFW to Houston to San Antonio, like, even in the parts that are out in the middle of nowhere, like, Texas has talent everywhere. So they got to get this higher right because, you know, of course, this was unfortunate circumstances. It probably should never even came to this, but this is a huge hire for them. This is a massive hire for him because, like you said, like obviously you can't predict what what was going to happen with Chris Beard. That's unpredictable. But you know they just got rid of Shaka not too long ago, and that was supposed to be like the big hire, right? Shaka was the, the coach that everybody coveted. That that small school coach that you know um, that was just like gotta have him. And they went and, and then you know had some he had a lot of ups and downs. He recruited well, but just it just didn't work and all that. And they. Maybe they should have gave him a little bit more because you see what he's doing at Marquette now. Like he just took all he just took down a big dog in UConn. And it's like, but also I can see it like maybe that's more of his fit being that's know, what I was about to say. The pressure because yeah. Texas mm-hmm. comes with a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and all that. And maybe that was just too much for him. And maybe he he does fit in the Marquette and in the, in, in the East Coast and all that, where there's yep. just not as much pressure. To, to have success where Texas, if you're, if you're not doing anything, you know, Chris, if Chris Beard was still there and in two like next two years, he goes, you know, 1911 and seven and 12 in the big 12 or whatever. And they lose in the first round or don't get it. He was going to lose his job. You know, he yep. doesn't have that leeway. So maybe it was best for Shaka Lee, but they, they got to get this one, right. They got to get this one, right. That's why I say they, they're going to go after the, the big name guys. They're going to go after the big name guys and Cal is not, should not be there. And I want to talk about, you know, I know we didn't have to, we didn't, we weren't going to mention, oh, them, but I want to talk Cal. And that's who, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> and that's what, I, um, so Texas, I think is going to go for a big name. Don't think it's coach Cal. I know we've been hearing that because it's just, well, it's going on in Kentucky, but let's, let's kind of, let's pivot. Let's go to Kentucky right now. And Coach Cal, we've been hearing, obviously, Texas job available. And, you know, it, it hasn't been smooth sailing in Kentucky for a little bit, it feels like. You know, it is like, I think someone in the chat posted the video, like, that 2015 team, or around that time, like, the John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and then we have the 2015 team that, you know, almost went to the national championship, lost it. But, like, that era, everyone was like, oh, Coach Cal just killing the recruiting scene. And all mm-hmm. like every player he picks, they go into the league. They're gonna be the number one pick. Anthony Davis, number one pick. John Wall, number one pick. Top five pick here. Top five pick there. Mm, he's lost some some magic and all that. Like it's not like he's never recruiting bad. It feels like he's picking the wrong players that fit this. You know, and we've always had this Coach Cal thing where 
his guards, especially the guards, you know, we know they got talent. And then at the next level, they're like, wait, Shea Gilders, Alexander, why? why? Like, um, Jamal mm-hmm. Murray, um, Devin Booker, like, nobody. Yep. Why? How did Devin Booker go from, you know, okay, solid score, like we saw, but now he's a 30 point game and, and an, an all NBA type guy. And like, and it just seems like that's, it's finally coming to it, like where he, he doesn't have that magic anymore. And he's not getting those guys who are going to the pros and, and becoming, I'm not case on Wallace could be, you yeah. know, that dude. And, and I think people, a lot of people like his two way ability and all that. And he could be that next guy, but he's kind of been missing out and you know, Kentucky's not having the greatest season and all that. And it seems like it's just Oscar, like all you can rely on is Oscar right now. Like, <laughs> and like if that man was not there, Kentucky would be real trouble. So yeah. let's, let's talk about Cal and, and has he lost his aura? Because not too long ago, like I just said, it was like him, coach K like, it's like, that's it. And like, even coach K saw coach Cal, what he was doing is like, Oh, like, it's now the route I like. I like to have my two to three to four year guys, but he's recruiting grab. all these these mm-hmm. NBA players. I gotta step up, and yep. it kind of was a thing throughout the you know college and, he, and Coach Cal kind of changed that. So has he lost that aura, Kev? Yes, but I'll say this: the, the main thing with this, the main thing with Kentucky that I want all Kentucky fans to listen to nearly and dearly right now. The issue that's going on is what I honestly seen coming like five years ago. The problem is you look at, think about all the top programs, right? You think about Carolina, what's their staple? Rebounding, giving the ball in the post, big man finishing. You think about Duke, what's your guys' thing? Pressure, pressure defense, whatever, whatever. Michigan State, we play tough defense, we rebound the ball. When you think of Kentucky, what do we think about? Like you just said, the talent. Mm-hmm. Now, the talent is leveled out. The talent is evolving. It's just as many McDonald's All-Americans and, uh, you know, future first-round picks going to Alabama and Arkansas now. Yeah. Five years ago, that wasn't the case. And so, I, like I said, like, I knew this was going to come because the game is only going to get more and more talented. And you're seeing it now with all this parity and, and balance in the college basketball game. Like, everybody has talent. Like, you, you're, the staple of your program cannot be based off of just talent. Like, yeah. that's the issue with people talking about Kentucky. They always – the first thing, that they never bring up defense. They never bring up rebounding. They never bring up transition offense. It's just talent. And, yes, talent talent, talent is great. Don't get it twisted. But, again, respectfully, Kaysen Wallace is good, but I can't guarantee that Kaysen Wallace is going to get drafted before Brandon Miller or Nick no. Smith or Anthony Black. Like Yeah, he's, he's probably behind that pack. Exactly. Like, five years ago, that was not the case. Five years ago, no, it was literally either. all those guys would have been on Kentucky, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, again, man, I, I honestly seen this coming because, again, bro, it's so much talent out there now that it's not even funny. Like, it's schools getting five-star kids nowadays that don't ever get five-star kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's five-star kids want to go to Missouri nowadays. If I would have exactly. said that, like, five years ago, y'all would have called me crazy Exactly. As That's crazy. And just the SEC – listen, the SEC – Five years ago was was essentially it's Kentucky and then like okay it's a whatever, big drop off a big massive drop yeah. off and then like throughout these years Auburn got better mm-hmm. Tennessee got better yep. even you know like the SEC is not like we think SEC we think football right we think oh exactly. top to bottom like SEC hands down like they just put on and like in the basketball is always the opposite it's like okay it's Kentucky and that's it yeah and now it's like Okay, Missouri's popping up. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Yep. Oh, you mentioned Tennessee. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the Ole Miss got some guys. You know, you know, even the bottom of the SEC, Georgia and South Carolina, like, okay, they got some, you know, no. South Carolina got Gigi Jackson. They were able to flip him from the, the team that lost in the, that was a few possessions away from winning a national championship. Kev, like, they took him from <laughs> a team that was this close to being national champions. Like, South Carolina, okay, like, the SEC, I think that's the biggest, the SEC's catch caught up to Kentucky. And that wasn't the case, even that that year when 2015. Like I, I could remember, I don't just off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure there was no other real contender in the SEC. Now we got teams in the SEC. LSU, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not even think about LSU and all. Like there's team yep. Alabama, like I mentioned, like Arkansas. Like they're recruiting with you guys now. Exactly. Alabama got Brandon Miller, you know, Nick Smith and 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 Walsh and Black, Arkansas. Like so now it's like oh up. Not only did like the country catch up, our conference caught up. So like we're not gonna go, you know, undefeated or maybe a loss here to, you know, in the SEC. We're gonna be in a dogfight every night, and I think that's one of the biggest things too is the conference just got better. And yeah, and you have to give you know everybody else credit for that because well, like we said, Arkansas and Alabama. Their athletic directors made all-time hires. You know that completely changed the tra- trajectory of them programs. So you got to give them credit, and you do have to give credit to Cal because, like we just said, like he was carrying the SEC in basketball for a he long was carrying time, a big time. Just yeah. like Izzo was in the Big Ten, K for a minute in the ACC, and of mm-hmm. course Bill Self in the Big Twelve. Like they were holding it down for a long time, and we see where all those you know programs and conferences are now. But again, man, like Cal. I give him credit though because he has evolved in certain ways. Like he, like a couple years ago, he wasn't bringing in grad transfers or you know older dudes, elder statesmen to come in and play right away. But now he is because he knows you have to have that experience. But now you need experience. Now it's like, again, man, you you have to find a stable to your program. You have to find an identity. Everybody, all the top programs in the country have an identity. Houston mm-hmm. is tough as hell. Baylor plays great defense, even though this year it's not really the case. But still, that's. That's what they hang their hard hat on. Exactly. West yeah. Virginia, they're going to press the hell out of you. When we talk about Kentucky, it's just talent. That's that's not going to last forever. It, it's then, just not because talent evolves. And, and like I said, the playing field is, is leveled out and even now. So they got a lot of trouble out there in the bluegrass uh, nation right now. So I doubt they fire him. The buyout's just too big. But, that's crazy buyout. Um, they're going to have to figure it out because Oscar Sheway was out there talking about, you know, I'll take anybody to play with me right now. If you got to put a walk on right now, put them in the game, which is crazy. But I don't know, man. Like I said, you can't just keep relying on talent, man. Eventually, your coach got to put his best players in a position to succeed. And right now, we're not really seeing that. The offense is very stale. Defensively, they're not really competing. Mm-mm. And I'll be honest, like, as great as Oscar is, I think I, I touched on this already. Like, he's getting – cooked on the other end like teams yeah. are going right at him defensively so he's got to he's got to be better to set an example too but all in all like we can say the players aren't making shots and different things like that but at the end of the day like calipari brought in this team and like people can say these guys aren't calipari type players but again nowadays especially with the transfer portal a coach has the most control over his roster than ever you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah. I, I can't hear the excuses right now i'm, I'm tired of hearing the excuses because it really is now. Like, this team just isn't good. And so uh, we'll see what happens, man. But it's not looking too good right now. For no. And and for people talking about firing him, 
I just want to throw out some numbers because that's easier said than done. <laughs> his buyout. All right, I'm gonna read. Okay, I'm gonna read off some of his numbers. If Coach Cal, and this is off the boardroom, mm-hmm. if if Calipari is fired after this season, close to forty million dollars plus seventy five percent of the remaining pay from the date he is fired is due. So he still has. Okay, he has one, two, three, four, five years left on his contract to 2028. Okay, so if he's fired this year, just if, if I'm correct, if he's fired this year, he's getting 30, close to 40 mil, and then 75% of that pay off of another, let's see, 27, 20, 13. I don't, I don't know, I can't do the math. I went to Juco, so I'm not going to do the math. So, what is that? 27, we got 47 mil, we got 60, 60, let's say $67 million left. He'll get 75% of that if I'm if I'm reading that correctly. So let's just say my man's not getting fired because those no. numbers are crazy. Yeah. The Kentucky is not handing a check for whatever amount of money. So like it's easier said than done. Coach Cow's gonna be there, but he, you know, just and it's it's the ta- he's getting the talent is just he's not getting the Anthony Davises, mm-hmm. he's not getting those blue chippers. That's where it gets interesting because he has lost some of his must have recruits to some external factors. Like for instance, Jaden Hardy went G League, right? Mm-hmm. Kay Cunningham, his brother, ended up being the coach at Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, James Wiseman, he had a prior relationship with Penny going back to his childhood. It was mm-hmm. a done deal. So like. Yeah, he did miss out on some guys, which kind of set him back. But also, still, like, no one else used them excuses. Like, again, yeah. people make find a way and make it happen. So, yeah, I just like I want to. So a part of me wants to feel bad for him, but I'm also like, he did this to himself because yeah. the way that he was winning games is just not sustainable, in my opinion. I've no. seen this, like I said, I seen this five years ago. I just knew yeah, it. Yeah, so, no, definitely. And and listen, he's got a. Hell of a recruited class coming in. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, he's got, he got Rob Dylan Ham coming in. Obviously, yep. you know, DJ Wagner's coming in. Um, uh, who's the other two kids? Justin Edwards, uh, Justin Edwards who's a, yep. a hooper. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Bradshaw, the, the big, the big man. Yep. Um, that they picked up. So we could be talking about this next year, and then and it flips because he got those blue chippers. But now we don't know. We don't know how they're going to work at the at in, in college and how they're going to work together. Um. So that's going to be interesting to see when they get on campus next season. And, and but we could be changing and, and we're talking about Kentucky being back to being Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. that we that we're used to. So it's interesting times in Kentucky, interesting times in Kentucky for sure. But um, let's let's get into uh, let's get into our teams. You know, uh, we didn't get to talk about Michigan State and Duke our last um, last pod, but um, Michigan State's rolling, playing some good ball right now, Kev. Playing some good basketball. They had a good win. Um, who they beat? Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, a few nights ago, good win. Um, so l- let's talk about Michigan State and then how we feeling about them right right now. I love this squad, man. Every every time I watch this team play, like I just fall in love with them even more because, again, we don't have crazy depth. Like I, I think we just have a whole bunch of guys that know their role, that mm-hmm. play their role, and excel in their role. And they're not selfish. You know, they don't just play for themselves. Like, it's a lot of dudes that are just playing good basketball. And I've been trying to tell people for a long time, I got to say this, A.J. Hogard is that dude. In that yeah, game against Wisconsin, like, mm-hmm. he only had four points for, like, a like probably, like, 30 minutes of the game. 
But that last like six to seven minutes, he literally just took over the game. He had like six points. He had a few assists and some big time defensive plays against Chucky Hepburn. Like that dude is different. He's the only guard that I've seen in the Big Ten that outplayed Jalen Pickett. And Jalen Pickett has been amazing for Penn State this year. So yeah, he's been really good this year. So that says a lot about AJ. And so like, you know, Joey Hauser coming back for his extra year has been huge because honestly, like I expected for last year, this this time last year, I fully expected him to just leave and go continue his career on somewhere else. But he came mm-hmm. back and I'm appreciative of it because he's been a huge contributor to us. And I've been saying too, Malik Hall has been a hell of an X factor for us too, man. Like that dude, mm-hmm. he just does everything. Like we, we put the ball in his hands in crunch time the other day and he was just making play after play after play. And he's just oh, yeah. a dog, man. So I'm loving where my team is at. I, I said with this three game stretch between, you know, Wisconsin the other night, we got Illinois tomorrow night in Champaign. And I think Monday or Sunday, I want to say we play Purdue at home. I said we had to go yeah. two and three. We got to go two and three in the stretch. Like you can lose one, but you need two. You got a nice little stretch here. You got a nice little stretch. You got Illinois on the road, Purdue, mm-hmm. Rutgers at home, Indiana uh, uh, away, going to playing at Indiana and in Iowa. So and then Purdue. I mean, it's, it's it's a nice little stretch, and I think this is going to be a big test for you guys. But what's been the biggest takeaway off this win streak? What what have you seen? That, you know, obviously, you know, some little struggles, you know, early in the season, just trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. But what have you seen, you know, in this, what, what do you want, seven, eight in a row? Yeah. In this streak that makes you makes you really feel good about this this team uh, going into this little tough stretch, potentially, um, in, in Big Ten play. I think it's two things. The main thing is getting healthy because Jaden Akins is finally starting to look like he's 100% too. He had, a, he had a play where he laid the ball up for reasons I still don't know, but he was literally about to – dunk on somebody like in the mm-hmm. worst way but he ended up laying it up at the last second which i still don't know why he did that but um health like i said with malik hall coming back and i think the main thing is that aj hogard is looking like that next big time point guard for michigan state you know what i'm saying like he's stepping into his greatness as a point guard like we always if y'all know us if you watch our history like we always have a big time point guard every other year at the least you know what i'm saying and he's stepping into that he's gaining confidence every single game and so He's, his turnover rate is way down from what it was just a, a month ago. And he's just playing with, with an all-time confidence, man. That's why I was, you know, that's why I was excited about this team going into the season because our backcourt can keep us in any game, you know what I'm yep. saying, just by themselves. And, and that's not even without mentioning, you know, Joey Hauser and Malik Hall. And Marty Sissoko's been playing good too, so. So cool, yeah. He's important. Like said, he's really important. Yeah, man. So I just think with AJ just stepping up into that point guard role and that leadership role especially – it's just taking us to new heights, man. So I'm excited to see how these next couple of games play out. Cause like you said, it's going, it's going to tell us a lot about this team. You, even if we lose, it's still a proper way to lose games. You know what I'm saying? Like course, don't get course. blown out. Like that's all I'll say. So I'm happy with my team right now, man. I can't even lie to you. Yep. Yep. And then <clears throat> defense has been solid too. So, um, you know, got a nice tough, tough stretch of games going in, but Michigan state, you know, always trust Sparty. Like we say, always trust Sparty, but mm-hmm. let's head on over to my squad, my Duke blue devils. You know, um, we took, we took a nice whooping to, to NC state. And yeah. that, that, that might've been one of the, the, the roughest losses I've, I've seen as a fan. Like that was a tough, like I, I thought we were going to lose by 40. No joke. <laughs> like I'm like, yo, we, we didn't, we did not come to play at all. Defense wasn't there. Just nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it was a it was a it was a rough, 
rough game. You know, um, Cravion just went crazy on, I think he had like 25 on us and, and uh, mm-hmm. joined it too. Um, he, he had a good game too, but you know, it, it, it's, I just think with this team, it's going to be, I think this is what it is. Is we're going to see games where they're like, okay, all right, Dariq Whitehead, we okay, okay, and 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 it, Dariq has played better of late. Now, last game uh, against Pitt, I think he uh, he he missed he missed a lot of shots. He, he missed a lot of shots, but he, he has looked healthy though. I think that's the biggest takeaway. He's getting his 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 explosiveness back, and we all know he has the the, the handle and he could create his own shot. But he just looks healthy and is able to to, to his burst is there which we didn't see that much early mm-hmm. on. So that's what's one takeaway I'm going to see is like, yeah, he struggled against Pitt, but um, the explosiveness is there. Um, but I think this team's riding a dieting with, 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 with Filipowski. Yeah. And he was someone that I wasn't sure how he was going to fit, especially because Derek Lively was the number one recruit in the country, right? He was supposed to be in and would see it was Whitehead and, and Lively, right? Those are the two guys. Those are two they're two top prospects and all that. And, you know, obviously Lively has not, you know, he had his injuries and he's, he's relegated to the bench right now. He's, he's playing what, 10, 15 minutes. And he, he gives you solid, but Filipowski's he's, he, it's going to ride. And, and I just read recently that he's like, uh, cause we all know Duke, we all know they have their great white hope. They all have that. They all have that white guy. Whether it's Kyle Singler, whether it's JJ Reddick, or it's Bobby Hurley, or it's Danny Ferry, um, Greg Paulus, John Shire, JJ, 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 you know that's probably the group. And they haven't, they haven't really had one like Grace. Oh, Grace and Allen, right? That was the last one, right? Yep. And I don't know if Kyle's in that because he doesn't have like douchebag written. Like he doesn't have not yet. Not yet. He hasn't been seasoned yet. But mm-hmm. he might be one and done, so he might not have, mm-hmm. might not even have time for that because mm-hmm. I think I think right now I think he is one and done. But <laughs> embracing that like villain role, but I'm like mm-hmm. I don't think I don't like Kyle's not doesn't just from when I see he don't have that in him, you know, to be that that. But I think if he it's his his team, you know, and if Dariq gets healthier and, and continues, I think Dariq has the talent to be that guy. But like we we talked about, well, like Kentucky, like. A little bit, and Duke hasn't had as much of an issue with that. But like, they recruited well as far as who was in this class. But there's no Paolo. Like we we talked about this point. There's no mm-hmm. Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. So I think that's the the identity of this team is like okay, you know, if Proctor going to do something, is Mark Mitchell going to do something? Like who's good's going to take over at, at games? Because I think that's uh, the issue is like we don't have that guy we could give the ball to and just be like go get us a go get a bucket. You know, and, and I think like Kyle can be that guy. So I think that's just, I think the identity is crisis. That's the identity issues that, you know, we want Dariq, Dariq, we're hoping you up, but like sometimes Dariq, like, like last game didn't shoot the ball well, but I think it's Kyle. I think this is Kyle's team. And I think they have to, I think they're figuring that out now that, okay, he's going, we have to go through Kyle in order to have success this season because Proctor's too inconsistent. Everyone else is way too inconsistent right now. Our yeah. grad transfer is inconsistent. You know, it's like Ryan, Ryan Young actually has been solid, but you can't rely on a guy like Ryan Young, you know, to, you know, go through the offense. So, you know, I think it's, this offense has to roll with Kyle, you know, Filipowski and, and just that's, that's, that's Shire has to just do that. I agree. Um, I think like, 
when it comes to Dariq, we got. I know you got like, some takes, and I want you to say it because I know oh, you got man. some takes on Dariq because Dariq, <laughs> and and Dariq has Dariq mm-hmm. has been someone that people say, oh, he's the third guy. Beginning of the season, people are like, okay, we know it's mm-hmm. Scoot, we know Wemby. Hey, Dariq's that third guy. Now, season mm-hmm. went, oh, he's still top five, he's top ten. He has, he's a top ten talent. But sure. I want you to say how you feel about Dariq. Just keep it, keep it a bucket. <laughs> so like. It's not even that I think he's a bad player by any means. Like, I know he's a good player. Trust me. I've watched him enough. I watched him play with Team Durant. I watched him play with Monverde. He's a good player. My thing is the thing, the way that people talk about him, like he's going to be a star in the NBA, it's kind of just like, let's let's push the brakes real quickly. Because he's he's good. Pump the brakes. I don't know why I said push. He's good. (laughs) He's good. Again, I cannot emphasize that enough. But, like, when I'm watching him, like, he does a lot of things good, but he doesn't do anything elite to me, in my opinion. Okay, like, I think okay. he's a good defensive player. That's probably his best strength. But, like, when we're watching him offensively, like, he's not shifty. He's not breaking out the defense like that. Like, he's just very aware, and he knows how to react and make plays. But my thing with him is, like, even, even with how I feel about him, he's still behind the eight ball because he's barely coming back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. everybody else is starting to get into midseason mode. He's still in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He's still in preseason mode. So he's still trying to figure it out. But I think the thing that I liked about that win versus Pitt was you guys showed a lot of mental toughness. And I think it was the same thing with the Kansas game when we talked about Mm -hmm. that was in the Champions Classic. Y'all could have easily folded a couple different times because Jameer's Jameer's Burton, he's from Charlotte. He takes any time he plays a North Carolina team, he takes a personal because he I feel Mm -hmm. like he should have went to Duke or Carolina. And Y'all, y'all were again were trailing for like probably like 30 minutes of that game and then just yeah. turned it on. And so Tyrese Proctor, I think I think Pitt was up by like they were up uh, a nice amount at the half, right? Mm-hmm. I think they were up yeah. by like 10. It felt like yeah. I think I found like 10 or like, eight. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And so I think what people want Dariq to be, I think personally, is what Tyrese Proctor is gonna be. Because mm-hmm. me personally, even though as you said, he's inconsistent, we know that both of them are right now. But I think Tyrese gets his buckets a little bit more easier than Dariq yeah. does. Okay. Like, okay. I, I think Tyrese can actually break down the defense consistently and make play. I think he showed that, too, because you guys didn't have Jeremy Roach in this game. And yeah. he, he made the most of that. Like, I, I think he had, what, 14 points, and he shot the 14, ball pretty well, 14, too. Like, yeah, yeah. y'all need him to gain that comment. Because I think, again, like, breaking dudes off the dribble, I think that's y'all best player when it just comes to that. But Agreed. between him, Jeremy Roach, or guard, I'll say, between Jeremy Roach, Jalen Blakes, we know he doesn't do that. But Dariq, like, Tyrese can do that for you. And so mm-hmm. with him, I just think, like we said, he should be in high school right now. So you just got to give him a little bit more time. And the yeah, because people forget he reclassified. He reclassified. Exactly. And so just let him start to gain that confidence. And I promise y'all, like, Tyrese Proctor can be that dude. Like, I'm so serious when I say it. And there's yeah, nothing no. against Dariq. I'm just saying, like, from an offensive perspective, when you run and run your offense through a certain player, me personally, if I was Shire – I would go with Proctor over Dariq. And I know politics is going to say you have to go Dariq because Dariq's yeah, supposed to be a top 10 exactly. pick. Yeah, blase, yeah, yeah. blase, blase. But John Shire, this is your first year of coaching. You're trying to win games, bro. You mm-hmm. can't really worry about all that outside noise. And I don't think he is. He doesn't need me to tell us that or him to tell us that. But yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, Proctor's that dude, man. I'm telling y'all. We're going to come back to this in a few weeks and be like, man, Kev was on to something. I promise you, mm-hmm. Tyrese Proctor got it, man. I'm telling y'all. Yeah, no, Proctor Proctor's shown, and that's why people like Proctor a lot going to draft. And even with his inconsistencies, people still like, yo, he's a first-round pick. We just got to see it. And that's always been the issue, you know, we, we've seen it, especially in college, when you got too many guys that 
are the guy where the guy in high school and mm-hmm. he's trying to find, especially with the guy who's a first year coach, you know, and, and um, I think he's going to try to figure that out. Um, he's definitely going to try to figure that out. Um, and then we got to be patient. Like shy. It's his first year. Just, yep. you know, he's trying to figure this. And I feel like he's, he's figuring, okay, we, Kyle's our guy. Now we got to figure who's the second guy. Exactly. Right? If, if we're going to go through Kyle, um, is it going to be Proctor or is it going to be Derek? Yep. Okay, and and some days it may be Proctor, some days three, but who's going to be that guy? We got to not establish essentially, but we got to figure out something like that so we can have a okay, we're going to go through Kyle, okay, Proctor, Tur- uh, Derek, okay, and then everyone else after that, Mark Mitchell, yep. you know, obviously you have Roach there, and I think Roach, when he gets back, it's going to ease everything out. Um, but you know, they, I think this is what they're going to be all year. They're just trying to figure things out. And I think uh, we'll, we'll get a better direction of them as we get more into ACC play and all that. But this is, like we mentioned before the season and during the season, this is what they are right now. They're just trying to figure things out. And like I said, they don't have that go-to. Now, Dariq getting hurt and all that. But, you know, I think this is who they are. They're going to play a lot more closer game. I can see blowouts like we see from previous years and all that. But uh, this is going to be a very uh, interesting team this year but um we we kind of we kind of we we're going to keep this one short today we're going to get back you know um to uh you know and, and get to more but we want to tech dive into some you know chris beer getting fired in texas you know who who should be the coach there obviously the coach cal stuff and uh talking about michigan state to get back to that you know uh talking about our teams regularly but that's another that's episode 10 kev episode 10 in the books get a bucket podcast brother um we ten in. Hopefully, we get to another ninety more, hit a hundred, and all that, and continue and continue. But uh, yes, sir, uh, appreciate you. Um, a- a- as always, brother. Likewise, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in wherever y'all at. Y'all could be doing anything, but y'all tapped in with us. So I appreciate the love, man. Shout out to Off the Ball Network too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, shout out to World Network. Make sure to go over there and to check out all the dope content. Make sure to check out the great sponsors, Seek uh, Geek, NordVPN, all the great sponsors and all that. But on that note, that's Kev Lucas. I'm Chris LeBron. Get a Bucket Podcast, episode 10 in the books. We'll be back. Peace out, guys. Take care. Peace. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit